You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with your lesbian big sister. Hey, hello, Reed. Hello, Florence. Hi. Hello. I'm so (laughs) excited for today's episode because it is all about being a lesbian. And this is something that we haven't really spoken enough about on this podcast. Definitely and it's that not our enough. listeners have been asking us for. And I, you know, it's super exciting when we can give them what something that they need. And want. Yes, a, a guest request that has come up numerous times. So we're so excited to have Helen on to speak all about her lesbian journey. So Florence, when did you realise you weren't straight? I've had like a couple of revelations about my queerness. Um, One was like when I was 21 and binge watched The L Word and I was Mm -hmm. like, holy fucking shit. I think (laughs) that I like women. And then I tried to uh, hook up with a woman and it didn't turn out very well. And it completely put me off and I was Mm. like, fuck this. I can't do this. I'm too scared. Um, And then it's only been like in the last couple of years that I've really come out as bisexual and really start accepting the fact that I like women and like people you know and it doesn't it doesn't matter whether they're whether they've got a penis or not yeah uh, plus like absolutely. really fucking turned on by pussy like dude it makes it makes me sweat mm, especially like oh I don't know like I just think about the like being domed by a mistress is just and like domed and fucking strapped oh yeah i'm super into it what about what about you reed when did you realize you weren't straight i think mine's been a really chaotic journey because i think i've always been interested in 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 all genders and i definitely had some really prominent occasions growing up as Mm. a like as a teenager um falling in love with one of my best friends being in love um one of my friends was like my first first love I was in an all-girls school but then kind of like backing away from that because of bullies and being like lesbian um Mm. but we would like sneak off together a lot of the time and we were obsessed with each other and then through university really falling for a couple of girls but not still not actually realizing that that was because I wasn't straight still not really clocking that it wasn't just an extreme version of friendship because yeah yeah, it's really hard to decipher that especially when the love that you feel for your same gender might not be the same feelings or an an attraction that you get for the opposite gender so opposite gender is all full of sexual energy I want I want to fuck but then for women I'm like but I want to care and I want to love and I want to hold hands and and that's really fucking confusing I mean, I was making out with one of my friends, like literally rolling around together and like, you know, like intense. And I never thought, oh, I might be slightly not straight. Like I never Never once thought about it. No, I was like, I just want to do this and that's fine. And, you know, it just didn't even clock. It's it's almost like you just don't believe it yourself. It's like a, it's almost like you're repressing those feelings because that's not you. You're not a lesbian. You're not gay. Um, Like the rest of the world isn't. That's weird, isn't it? You know, like you get so caught up in your own head and then you hit an age and you're like, oh, fuck it, man. I'm just attracted to how I'm attracted to. Because it's not about what you have or haven't done physically with people. It's about your level of attraction. If you are looking at that gender Mm -hmm. going, oh my God, they're really attractive, regardless of whether it's romantic or sexual or you just want to hang out with them. You know, like that is still a level of attraction that is still meaning that you might not be straight. And it's it's the same for women. But it's maybe, I also think there's like the imposter syndrome there of, mm, you know, like it's not a real relationship. It's not real attraction because it's two girls and they're super close anyway. It's like, ah. ah, it's so fucking confusing. Yeah, it is. So, cannot wait to get Helen Scott on. She's yeah. going to really, she's going to just spread her wisdom, that big sister lesbian wisdom. We love it. Need that big sister vibe. But before, okay, before we get her on, I have to tell yeah. you the update, which I forgot to tell you last week, you know, about the AI boyfriend, ASMR boyfriend stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I know what I'm doing for my evening. So I did that. I went <laughs> off and I paid 
I paid a lot of money to talk to my new AI boyfriend. <laughs> oh shit, what happened? Oh shit me. Um so I was really trying to do like a deep dive into like my kinks and fetishes. Yeah. Um and I was like really trying to tease it out. Who was I talking to? Do you remember? Who was hot? Who was hot and dominant? The Joker. The Joker, thank you. Um, It was really fucking weird. So it didn't go to plan and I didn't get to masturbate. There were a few really hot paragraphs that that my AI Joker boyfriend sent back that I was like, God, that's hot. But that was it. Other than that, it just repeated and went around in circles. And then he would say really weird stuff like, yes, like I I want to get my friends to tie you up and tickle you and fuck you. And they'll each take turns until you orgasm. And I was like, God, that's so hot. But then it would just cycle back around to, ha ha, wouldn't you like to know? I am the Joker. And then then say some bullshit about being the Joker, which was just a complete like clip block. You know, I was like, cool. I can't even wank to this. Money. It will. It was a, quite a waste of money. I definitely learned something, but I need to cancel <laughs> that subscription because they're still taking my money. So no, um, yes, yes. So yeah, that was my update. Um, AI boyfriends <laughs> didn't measure up to the real fucking thing. Um, I was really disappointed. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> who who would have thought? Wow, that I couldn't just. <laughs> They wank from like, like AI boyfriend shit. Good to know though. Good to, Good to know. know. Don't don't you know break up with your partner just to fall in love with the AI piece. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do no. it yet. They need to Fuck. get better. <laughs> yeah. Oh. My my only update really is I've now been out here for a whole fucking year. We've Yay! been doing this internationally Woo! for a whole year. Like I can't quite comprehend that. And I wonder if the curious fuckers will feel like anything's changed in that year. Yes. Have we changed? Like, what's happened? Like, has our dynamic (laughs) changed? Has the podcast changed? Is it better? Is it worse? Well, we've been independent. So it's definitely been like a ride and a journey for us with the podcast this year. But yeah, yeah, it it really has. What a whole, a whole year. And it's. It's hard for the curious fuckers to see that because they just see us turning up and creating a great podcast episode. Mm. But there's all the behind the scenes stuff and uh, Florence and I are still trying to get used to the time zone difference, you know? Like, it's hard. We start our podcast about 5 p.m. UK time and, and it's like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. LA time. That's hard yeah. for both of us. Yeah, it's fucked. So, yeah. Yeah, like we used to do it at two p.m. every every Thursday. It was beautiful, and now we've yeah, had no, to change that was all that. Prime time, and it, it can it can disrupt our day to day. But we've made it work. We made it work for a whole fucking year. So go us, yeah, yes. go us. Well done, us, and beautiful. we're gonna keep on going. <laughs> yes, we'll keep on going and trying to nurture our long distance relationship because. Like yeah. both Florence and I love each other so dearly. We were just yeah. you were just saying uh, in a voice note that we are probably the most vulnerable to each other. We are probably like e- each other's closest person. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the person that I go to instantly for anything going on in my life, even if it yeah. is just in a voice note form and I can't <laughs> chat to you yeah. about it in person, but like we know each other so deeply. Yeah. Um, and that's really fucking special. Like, I think we it's do platonically special. love each other so much, 100%. like sisters. You're my family, we're like, girl. We're, we are, we're like in a, some kind of relationship, but like, you know, yeah, we no are denying it. We are. Come curious. Fuck's given is the baby. We're in the yeah. long distance relationship. You know what? Yeah. Maybe after this episode, we've unlocked our lesbian selves and then we're just going to fall madly in love and want to fuck oh each other and scissor God. each other. Imagine All if that was like. Whoa. The curious fuckers get ready. dream situation. Buckle up, bro. It's the, gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> Read and Florence fall in love and live <laughs> happily ever after. Yeah, I break up with Jacob and and that's it. We move run away to the LA. Sunset. Yeah, move out to LA. We have our Vegas wedding, baby. Like there we go. Yeah, Vegas, <laughs> Vegas, baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. We All should right. get the guest on. Yeah. Let's time. get Helen on. All right. Helen, hello. Hello, how are you both? We're good. We have just been well. sitting here having some technical difficulties. It has been a hard one to start, hasn't it? But yes. it's okay. 
Look, what can't we do? What can't we do? We are professionals and technology is always against us, but we're here, we're looking gorgeous, we have big smiles on our faces and we, we have you joining us, Helen. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's so exciting. I'm buzzed. I'm super buzzed. So for our beautiful curious fuckers who might not know who you are, please tell them everything about yourself. Right. Okay. So essentially, like in like a professional sense, I'm a broadcaster, content creator, an author, and a raging lesbian. Um, so <laughs> that's that's my kind of professional <laughs> status, if you like. Um, but I just kind of consider myself like your lesbian big sister slash best friend, someone that you can go to to you know chat things out, they have a vent to, ask advice from, and and I'm just loving and living my life as that person. Yes, we love to hear it. Love that. Your energy is so unmatched. Like you're just giving me so much joy. It's like like... a shot of caffeine. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Like we needed this. Both Florence and I were like, oh, fuck. Especially because we we had to reschedule this podcast because I was sick last week. I'm still sick. And thank you. You're giving us the the hot, delicious injection of energy we need. I got you. I fully got you. Plus, our curious fuckers have really, really wanted you on the podcast. So yes. that's really super exciting. That's so yeah. nice. That's so nice. Well, I'm excited to chat all things, whatever you're throwing at me. We, we've got some <laughs> questions. We've got some questions from the listeners. Exactly. Right. For for you directly, which is going to be really exciting. Okay. So to start things off, though, we have our fuck story did you have one that you wanted to tell our listeners well I think this is a story about very much baby gay Helen you know I'm in my (laughs) baby gay era so we're throwing it back a little way um but I'm 18 it's 2007 okay Mm. this is like pre-Instagram it's pre-socials I mean some of us have got Facebook and we're saying things like Helen is feeling super excited about going out tonight you know those were our <laughs> yes, those yeah. were our status updates back then um <laughs> yeah. I'd had one girlfriend at this point I came out when I was 17 so this is only a year on and I'm in this gay bar in Essex and across the room standing at the bar is this kind of tall dark handsome woman she's giving mm. confidence she's giving leather jacket she's giving power lesbian Ooh, and my baby yeah. gay brain melted okay I was basically (laughs) a puddle a puddle on the floor and so I go over to her we chat we end up going home together okay that night and Mm. she leads me through her 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 door pushes me up against her corridor wall and just starts fucking me right oh my god She, she all of a sudden she gasps and stands back And I freeze and I feel like I'm wetting myself, right? And she just looks me in the eye and she goes, you filthy fuck. And she carries on fucking me. And I realise I've just squirted for the first time in my life. Oh my God, I am obsessed. Oh my God. Oh, oh. and it was just the most incredible thing. And we continue to have the most amazing night my first real wow. experience of someone like dominating me and me fully submitting to it, you know, Letting and trying go. out all of these new Fuck. things. Because I think up until then I'd had kind of beginner lesbian sex, you know, mm-hmm. little, yeah. little experimental, kind of vanilla maybe to some extent. But Cutesy, just, you know. like equal, like mm, kisses, cute kisses and cute fingers. And, oh, yeah, yeah. This testing is like, out raw. the waters. And yeah, this was yeah. like, fuck me sideways, literally. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was just a life-changing experience. And so that's my wow. kind of, you know, when I think about moments that really changed my sexual self, that yeah. was that was really the beginning, I think. Whoa. Did you, did you know you could squirt amazing. before that happened? Or no. was it like a miracle? <laughs> Babe, I, I thought I was pissing myself. On this woman's carpet in her corridor. No, and and it was just like, oh, I liked it, and I didn't know what it was, and it was mm. all new, and I was just really following her lead, and it was just, 
Yeah, it wow. was, I think it was a really, I don't know whether you kind of want to know that you're going to squirt or not for the first time, but it, it happened. And I feel like maybe that was better that it just happened. And I was like, oh, that's a thing rather than yeah. kind of building yeah. something up in my mind to to try mm. for or to, to think about. But um. But yeah, she kind of she kind of blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. I love her reaction yes. as well, and the fact that she just continued so enthusiastic. Like, you know, not like, oh, oh my god, are you okay? It was like, fucking yes, love this more. Yeah. Was she? Love. Was she quite a lot older than you? Was she? Like- she was. She was sort of ten. <laughs> she she. Um, I love. <laughs> she was she was about 10 years older than me um okay and, yeah you know i'd been with um older women you know like mm-hmm. i was i was 18 yeah. you know, people in their 20s mid 20s yeah. and up um but she was the kind of first very dominant very you know it was all about she's giving shane she's giving shane from the l word yeah you need to take shane you need to take shane throw in some bet in her era where she had an affair that that energy of bet yeah put them together and this is what we had oh i'm like extremely jealous of that sexual situation because that's my dream scenario with women because my experience so far has just been really shy women who don't know how to make the first move and then I'm feeling like oh like I don't know how to make the first move because I'm not like experienced enough and it just gets that really it just gets so awkward and you're like fuck this yes and you just want (laughs) to fucking throw it down and like no one's really sure I do wonder if that Mm -hmm. kind of stems from like what we've learned as women Mm-hmm. growing up in like a very heteronormative society where like the submissive vulnerable yeah. cutesy really femme woman can't just go in being like i'm gonna fuck you because that's yeah. not female enough that's not woman enough yeah mm, i think maybe yeah. you take that ideal and also take the i you know take the fact that there is no really great lesbian sex education that exists really you take looking at porn and you know it's it's so performative it's like it's like a it's like what is lesbian sex how are we ever meant to know without Mm -hmm. you know without talking to each other about it or seeing it ever so it's probably a mixture of all of that which makes you feel like that and, and and leads to those experiences and I think a lot of lesbian queer women who are you know open minded probably do you want to step into their dominance a little bit, but maybe just mm. don't know how? Yeah. yeah. There's 100%. no guides. It's all just stabbing in the dark. Pardon well, the, the pun. first time that I ever, ever saw any lesbian sex, let alone like lesbian relationships, was the L word. And mm. that blew my mind. And I binged the whole thing. I was like, this is crazy. Why have I not? It just felt so new. Yeah. And so like, like this is a thing that's like, okay. And like, why is this so hot? Why is this turning me on? Yeah. And like, why I just want to be with a woman now. And like, I don't know. The L word really was quite- The gay awakening. Uh, what's the word? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I, rem- I remember watching that sort of as I was newly out and had, you know, kind of, realized mm. my sexuality and you know, looking back I think we can say that there's a lot of toxicity in the L word back in the day you know yeah, but, for sure. but remove yeah. the relationships and what they do in that respect aside it is that 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 should be what every person gets to experience that like oh just that joy and you know openness of being able to fuck one another you know and Mm. and explore so I love that that was your your like a big gay awakening for you and and I I I am determined Flo to for you to have the sex that you're dreaming of because we all deserve it I know I feel like I know better better the L word than porn which was I think my gay awakening (laughs) which was just not not okay and that's like the the sex that every time I I have sex with a woman I I'm so disappointed that it's not the porn that I grew up to see and that turned me on and that's that's not healthy that's not okay yeah yeah really really frustrating you just released a book right we would love to hear a little bit more about that 
God, it's crazy. It's wild. I mean, I never in a million years thought I'd ever write a book. And this ex- <laughs> the whole experience has has honestly made me say to everybody I know, you should write a book because if I can do it, then you can do it. It's literally just making me <laughs> yeah. say to everybody, you should just do it because it really wasn't sort of a plan. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, i show you it. It's here. Oh, oh, this is so it. beautiful yeah. as well. Love I it. love the colours. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so it's Live, Laugh, Lesbian. And it's how to navigate life as a lesbian or queer person in the 21st century. And the colours are actually the pride, mm-hmm. the lesbian pride flag colours. Um, Yay. You know, we got a good flag. We got a good flag. Um, yeah. And the reason that I even wrote this is because I had a radio show during the pandemic at a time where, you know, people were listening to radio a lot more. You know, we had a lot more time on our hands, didn't we? Um, and I yeah. was very openly out uh, on my radio show. And mm-hmm. it happened to be on the BBC, which, you know, I don't, I can't remember any really out, proud, openly yeah. lesbian females talking on the radio ever growing up. Mm-hmm. And... During that time, I had a lot of um, DMs and and messages from people who were listening to the show and and messaging me going, God, you're so out there. Like, you're so out with your sexuality. Mm -hmm. I want to feel that too. Like, can have you got any advice for me? Um, And I just, you know, I have, you know, as much as you can put into a DM, I always had more to say. Mm -hmm. I always had more that I wanted to you know just embrace people and go you're perfect all right and this is how maybe you can get yourself to feeling perfect um and so I thought well how else am I going to do it I'm gonna have to write a book you know I'm gonna have to put everything (laughs) I want to say to somebody into a book so that you know hopefully by the time they turn that last page it's like a bit of a a weight off their shoulders maybe um and so the idea for the book was born but it's not just me. There's lots of ex- my own personal experiences in there, the good, the bad and the ugly, including mm-hmm. getting married at 20 to a woman, getting oh, divorced wow. a year later, wow. um, you know, all different wow. types of lesbian sex, maybe not even feeling like a lesbian at points in my life and how I yes. dealt with that. That imposter and syndrome. Totally. Or, and just mm-hmm. the fluctuation of, of yourself and the growth and maybe outgrowing your label or feeling a different way and mm-hmm. kind of how to navigate that and... It's really a bit of everything is in there, including 16 wonderful contributors who also put some of their personal experiences in the book because I'm white, I'm blonde, I'm feminine presenting, you know, I can't Mm -hmm. speak for everybody. Um, And I really wanted to make sure that anyone who reads the book, not just lesbian, but you might be queer or fluid or pan or, you know, whatever gender you identify as, there's something in there that makes you go, I'm all right. I'm all right as I am, you know. Yeah. And so it's just a big hug, basically. And yeah. yeah, it just, it's it's wild. It's so beautiful. It just feels so needed as well. Like I still think, and what's crazy is like in this day and age, like it is still needed. Mm-hmm. And these, like, your voice is so, like so important and it's just going to help so many people. I'm so excited for everyone to yeah, read it. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got a two copies here for you both so I'll put them in the post this week and um and yeah enjoy it but but yeah I hope I I really just want it to be like that real you know at the end of the book you think fuck I am perfect actually I'm fucking perfect just because I am and I can be happy there's a happy fulfilled life waiting for me so Yeah. yeah Wow, you're making me want Dealing to cry. with sexuality is so difficult. It's so mm. tough, especially being the age that we are, especially back then. And it's still tough now dealing with sexuality. There is still such a straight agenda and anything that doesn't go ag- like with that agenda is abnormal and different. And it's still so hard to come to the realisation that you might not be straight or that you might have a different label, if you will. It it needs to be made easier so we can start feeling like we're whole humans and accepting ourselves. It's so hard to do, especially when you're going through all the fucking hormones and the sexual urges as a teenager when you're just trying to figure it all out it's a nightmare sometimes Mm -hmm. for sure for sure and I think you know we do have to appreciate as well that we're lucky to be able to have this conversation you know Mm -hmm. there are 77 countries in this world still where homosexuality is illegal 
where the death penalty still applies if you're if you're queer or gay you know it is hard and I think starting with yourself and then and what's what makes it important is love your fucking self because there are so many people in this world who just don't even have the option to at least we have the capacity to explore this and to potentially love ourselves and and be who we are openly because you know we yeah, we are fortunate, it. and I think starting there, you know, starting at that point of okay, maybe I don't, maybe I'm not sure how I feel, and it feels very scary. But know that in a sense, we do have we're, we're lucky in a way to even yeah. be able to yeah. explore the opportunity. One hundred percent. Our listeners have some really, really good questions for you, and I cannot wait to dive into them. The first one is. How did your journey with your sexuality look? How do I know if I'm lesbian and not bi? It's also confusing. Yeah, it is confusing. It is confusing. Mm. I think um, my my personal sort of journey with my sexuality was that I lived in a very hetero world. You know, I grew up in the the early 90s, um, you know, when everything was so binary, you know, and Mm -hmm. there wasn't any, Mm -hmm. no no queer representation anywhere. You know, maybe there was a, Dale Winston was on the telly and he was a flamboyant gay camp man. But that was really the only idea of what a gay man looked like. And as for lesbian, couldn't have told you what a lesbian even was, apart Mm -hmm. from what, what, what maybe boys would call you in the playground or you're a lesbian and it was like this dirty horrible words um but I started having experiences with other girls from very young I talk about it in in the book about how I had these um play dates with a friend Mm -hmm. and we would play dress up and we'd end up with me sort of saving her from a dragon or whatever and we'd we'd always end up kissing each other snogging each other you know and, and I'm maybe sort of nine wow. ten you know very love, early love experiences mm-hmm. yeah. not ever something we talked about but those things happened um and then when I was sort of in my teenagers I ended up having a bit of an affair at school with my best friend who was openly oh. lesbian which was like a millennial miracle to be honest with you because no one yeah. was openly lesbian <laughs> at school uh-huh. um and yeah, we ended up true. kissing outside the Chinese shop. She's the first vagina, vulva I've ever touched before. Um, and I was 15 and very mm-hmm. confused. I didn't know mm-hmm. what, I didn't think I was a lesbian. I didn't think it was, you know, what I knew of a lesbian was or a very birch, short hair, quite masculine. And I just mm-hmm. never associated myself with with that word. So I didn't really know. Um, and I loved boys. Long yeah. hair, Kurt Cobain types. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> delicious oh my god and then realized when I was 17 from um working in a pub the bar manager was a lesbian kind of androgynous um but but lesbian you know I had a little Mm. lip piercing and I saw her and I was like I'm fucking gay fucking lesbian it was literally like a little light switch like that and it just all clicked in my head and I had to have her and I pursued her to the death oh my god brazen I mean 17 brazen like with your boss as well oh my days yeah I love the and she hated me I love it she hated me and I, I actually got her to write in the book because she's my yes. first lesbian experience. <laughs> I love uh, that. But she really fucking hated me at first. Um, what? So, you know, and the reason that I want to kind of say all of that, you know, it's to say that it's just, it's a journey, right? Everybody's looks different, you know? Mm. Some people, it takes their whole lifetime to think or come out or to want to understand the feelings that they have. Um, and I yeah. think... Just don't take it so seriously. You know, mm-hmm. lesbian, bisexual, what does it really matter? You know, what does it really matter? You don't have to figure it out straight away. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm. if you're if you're having feelings of, oh, maybe I'm not just straight, you know, labels can be really helpful. I love I love labels to an extent. Yeah. But even for me, I love my lesbian label, but if I really dug deep, I'm probably more pansexual because I'm attracted to and would date and have dated 
other other than just women, which is what a lesbian, the definition of being lesbian is. But I think just not taking it too seriously and using a label if it feels good and it feels right and if it feels helpful. But otherwise, it's just feelings. It's just a person, you know. And so what does it really matter? I would fuck the labels off if they're confusing you and just focus on what feels good to you. What feels Mm -hmm. right? What do you want on that day or this day? And it can change and fluctuate and that's really normal. It's absolutely fine. There's no right thing. There's no right label for everybody. Um, So just just listening to yourself and and accepting whatever it is that you feel, I think. And yeah, that's super important because labels, we, we get so caught up on labels and people who are especially people who don't fit into labels they'll go like why why is everyone fit into a box and and that can be really confusing for us mm-hmm. when labels you don't have to fit yourself into a label but they're only there to help you feel less alone and isolated yeah. if you are struggling to find your identity they yeah. can be super helpful but only use them if they if they do help progress yourself and progress your sexuality if not you're right fuck them off they they're only there to do good not to yeah. do any bad yeah, maybe in some places they can actually uh, give you more imposter syndrome because you feel like you have to fit mm. into something, otherwise you're not yeah. that thing. What was your experience of imposter syndrome? You mentioned Yeah, earlier. well, I went through a mask phase, if you can believe it. <laughs> um, I cut all my hair off because I was going to gay bars now that I realized that I was gay and I was like wow this world of gay bars you know I think I grew up in a very a lucky time it was sort of like the last peak of gay bars I think Um, and I was fortunate enough to grow up in Essex where we had a night a gay night for every day of the week Mm -hmm. so I was you know going out and exploring and making new friends and and figuring out what what this new you know kind of persona was in a way identity Identity. thank you Mm -hmm. um and you know lesbians would be like we are not a lesbian you know Mm -hmm. they'd look at me because I was very feminine I was in a bit of a Lady Gaga era actually when I was 18 (laughs) so I was going out flamboyant you know feather eyelashes little hot pants heels And there weren't any other lesbians that looked like me going Mm. out at that time. Not that I saw. It was very sort of uh, quite mask or sort Mm. of um, what I like to call a football lesbian, you know, a bit like Mm. in-betweeny, a bit stemmy. Yeah, Mm. maybe they've got Mm. long hair, but they'll wear it up or they're still wearing sort of like maybe masculine clothes, but they've got some makeup on. But there really Mm. wasn't anyone that I could see or identify with who was also hyper-feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't get hit on a lot. I didn't, you know, people thought I was the fag hag, you know, the straight girl out <laughs> with the gay boys. Wow. Yeah. So I never got a look in. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to change the way I look, the way mm. I dress, because I want to fit in here. Because I, this is, I feel like I am a lesbian, but, mm-hmm. but I don't outwardly maybe look like one and so I changed my whole aesthetic to fit in with what I felt like at the time was an acceptable lesbian in the community um and yeah I had to cut my hair off I had a little pixie crop and I'd you know wear sort of more shirts and baggy jeans and things and um and it wasn't until yeah I got married and I left my marriage because it was quite a suffocating one um, that I thought so congratulations on doing something so like life-changing and then also mm-hmm. going through divorce like congratulations thank that you is hard to do it is it is and I think you know it made me think fuck this whatever I'm gonna be who I am this is how I want to dress I want to fuck women <laughs> and I want to wear high heels while I do it I fucking love that <laughs> yeah so yeah, so that was, but, 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 you know, it can happen in lots of different ways. And I think it's, I don't, I don't look back and think, oh, I wish I hadn't been made to feel like that because mm. I feel like mm. it helped me to embrace who I am. Um, yeah. And it's just part of the journey, you know? Yeah. Part of the journey. Going back to that original question, um, you know, how, how do you know that you're a lesbian? How, how can you get that light switch to click? I think the thing is you can't, there is no right way. There is no mm. one way. There, we are all 
completely different even down to like you know what you think is the color red I might think not see that same what I might not see red the way you see red do you know what I mean so we're all seeing and experiencing and yeah. feeling things in our very own unique way and I think the key thing I think is to not worry about external don't worry about what you think a lesbian should feel like or or what anyone else is going to think about you or how you look or how it's about this going loving loving whatever you are and owning owning yourself and thinking you know you've got yourself first and then whatever it is you feel let that flow but I think once you just go whatever I think and feel is good to me and then you can then go off and live your life, can't you? But again, it's all, it's a bit of a journey still. It's not just like a you know automatic thing. For me, it just it, I just knew it. Just everything mm-hmm. just felt like it fell into place. Yeah. And then you've got people who you know come come out of the womb gay. You know how do they know they're gay? You know, um, <laughs> or on their deathbed think, still uh, trying yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. Or in a, you know, my literary agent, for example, yeah. was in a marriage, has got two children, is 45 mm-hmm. years old, woke up one day and was like, I'm fucking gay. Wow. I'm gay and I, and I want to do something about yeah. it. And I can say that, you know, her experience because wow. she wrote about it in the book too. But yes, there's that I can't I can't answer that question for anybody. It's it's so personal. I think the main thing to think about is just love yourself and whatever you are will be okay beautiful yeah. beautiful amazing advice. okay so the next question from our listeners is someone says they're really struggling coming from oral alone and feel so much pressure of how lesbians are supposed to have sex aka just oral and rubbing parts what advice do you have for that stop watching porn because it's giving you a a false idea of what lesbian sex looks like there ain't no Mm -hmm. there ain't no right or wrong way to have lesbian sex Mm -hmm. or or any kind of sex sex is whatever feels good to you feels right to you and I think it's respecting what each other wants you know because some for example I feel like you know a lot of a lot of lesbian women or queer women maybe don't want to be penetrated and maybe maybe that's where you've got this idea from yeah. that you should you should only want to do oral and to rub yourself or you know tribbing and and all of that kind of thing scissoring and blah 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 but yeah if you want to be penetrated be penetrated if that's what mm. you need and your body wants and feels there ain't no right way to have lesbian sex trust me pretty much done it all and yeah. there's no right way whatever feels good to you don't let what other people think influence what you want to do in the bedroom. You know, as long as you're with a partner who makes yeah. you feel safe and, you know, that you feel you can be open with and can be comfortable with to explore whatever it is you want to explore. I think it's more finding the right partner that's going to make you feel confident. Because if you're feeling like, oh, uncomfortable or awkward, or then you're not with you're not having sex with the right person. Because mm-hmm. it really is about you know, trust and, you know, understanding each other and being able to say what you want. And so I say, go out and find the person that you can say, this is what I want to do. And let's fucking do it. Find that person and and have sex with that person. Um, Because there ain't no right way. And if you want penetration, which loads of us do, um, then yeah, 100% go for it. It's that feeling when you're in bed with somebody and you're like just about to feel pleasure or you're going to come and you just need them to do that one thing that helps you get over the edge, but you're too embarrassed or scared to say. It's like you have to push past that feeling because maybe that's not what you have seen in porn or you've done in other previous relationships or you're too nervous to say, but can you play with my nipples that way? Or can you touch me just Mm. in that way in that place? And it's like you have to fight against that fear to be able to find the pleasure that that you've been missing, that you've been wanting. And once you do, you need to be with somebody that goes, fuck yes that's amazing I would love to do that or like sure that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable about it yeah and the thing is is that the fear most of the time is just in our own heads because listen when you're in it with someone 
if you say, oh, I'd love you to do this, that person isn't thinking, oh, oh. they're thinking, yeah. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for giving me direction. I would love to do this with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Direction all the way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this idea that we have to be be yeah. able to you know telepathically know what we want because of everything that we see in films Mm. and blah it's just all so bullshit you need to be talking you've got to be talking and communicating because god does it enhance the experience right (laughs) yeah there's no rule book to sex and i think that's what we've kind of been given our whole lives is like we feel like there's a rule book when it comes from like porn sex education what we've seen in movies but actually real life sex between two real life people or more people it's just whatever you want to do and whatever feels good it's messy and you make mistakes and you fuck up and then you get the pleasure and you're like let's do that again and then it doesn't work the same you know it is it just sometimes yeah. it just doesn't make mm. any sense you just got to do it over and over again it's practice and the only way you can learn is by making those mistakes or by yeah. communicating and, and learning letting, from your partner let, being yeah. super enthusiastic let go of the fucking fantasy like, people yeah, you know for everyone let go of the fantasy everybody like, yeah, it yes. would be, you know, we've uh-huh. got this dream, hyper-romanticised idea of what sex should be like and feel like. And even as, you know, lesbian and queer people, we still have mm-hmm. that because we've seen so much of it from films and on TV. Let it yeah. go. And once you do, fuck me, that changes the game. When you really understand what sex actually is and what it can be, mm-hmm. It's so much better than the fantasy anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. it lasts a lot longer for a start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and it's so much True. more than just a few oohs and ahs, you know. Mm. So and, and we love saying this, but yeah. our pleasure is our own responsibility. Stop expecting your partner to give you that pleasure. You need to be the one to ask for it, to mm-hmm. reach for the wand, to ask for the vibrator or the strap on. You need to be the one to get it because otherwise your partner doesn't know. They are not a mind reader. You can't expect them and want them to know, even if it feels so awkward and so uncomfortable. You gotta take that risk and ask. Mm-hmm. Get it yourself and and make your sex your own. Yes. So another curious fucker asks, how the fuck do I eat pussy? I thought it would be so much easier, but it's not. I second that. Eating pussy, I always thought it'd be so easy. And then I eat pussy and I'm like, wait, you're not loving this? Like I thought you would? What? Even though I've got my own fucking vulva and I know exactly what that feels like. Ridiculous. So yes, tell us. If only we could practice on ourselves. Would that even be a thing? I'm sure like- Definitely. Yeah, 100%. We'd be be practicing, right? Yeah. Look- Look, everyone's vulva is different, okay? So first things first is understanding where the person that you want to go down on feels their pleasure and where they like to be touched, where they like to be massaged, whether they want to be penetrated, whether they want, you know, a little bit of anal involved maybe. It's getting to know what that person likes before you think that you're going to give someone fantastic fucking head because every vulva is different. I, from p- personal experience, a lot of the time, there's got to be some form of penetration happening at the same time. But I think what people tend to want to do is just to dive straight in and mm-hmm. just focus on the clitoris, right? Mm-hmm. Which of course, is where so much of our pleasure comes from. But there's still got to be that sense of warm up, right? Of mm. that, you know, kind of massaging all of those erogenous zones and, 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 and getting somebody to feel comfortable. Sometimes, you know, I, I don't go down on somebody I don't know, or and I don't mm. want someone I don't really know to go down on me because I've it's, it's such a vulnerable thing to have your legs mm. open and someone's mouth on your vulva. It's so a exposing. big deal. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot. And it's a lot, it takes a lot of confidence to, to go, I'm gonna put my mouth on you and try and pleasure you. Mm. Yeah. So I think just, you know, understanding all that first and then 
you know, thinking about it as if as if you were touching someone. You wouldn't just slap your hand on the clit and start going, Harry. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's about kind of building that up and, and feeling your way around. I think so much happens other than just on the clit. And so work around it mm. first, you know, warm somebody up and get yourselves comfy. And, and I think take away the idea that you've got to make that person orgasm from this experience, you know? Because mm. I think so much... And, I mean, I've heard you guys say it so many times, you know, it's not just about the orgasm at the end, you yeah. know, it's such an, exp- it doesn't have to end in that. But, um, but I think, look, if we're going to go super technical, listen, give it a go, right? <laughs> Please. We're on top of the, we're on top of the hood and we're, mm-hmm. we're circles. I yeah. like to have one arm, one arm free up doing bits up here maybe if we're oh playing God, with nipples yeah. or if that's what somebody likes and yeah. um, but you know we we're, we're still using this hand to do the massaging and to make that person feel like close and safe i'm i'm one yeah, maybe yeah. two mainly just the one if i'm doing oral because it's just so much sensation maybe into sort of here you know coming Come hither motions, mm-hmm. okay? Just really not hard, frantic, just yeah. really kind of slow and steady. And I rest my head to one side because we need to be yeah. able to breathe, people. Okay, we need to, we need some we need some oh. air going here. And I'm sort of on the side by the vulva, and it circles on top of the clitoris with the tongue. This hand's doing this, this hand is slowly mm-hmm. doing this, and just build it up from there and Mm -hmm. that's great head yeah yeah and it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't have to be about that orgasm it's just about enjoying you want to enjoy eating that pussy you know Mm -hmm. like like you're not doing it for the other person you're doing it for you you're eating that pussy for you because it Mm -hmm. also they you know we can tell we get really caught up in our heads like oh my god i have to come they're they're eating my (laughs) pussy and i don't want to make them feel bad i have to come otherwise if i don't then they're gonna feel miserable and like they're shit in bed and that can just really fuck you up it's about slowing it down and relaxing and chilling the fuck out although every time i hear that more energy more energy more passion more energy more energy i'm thinking like yes like thinking that for sure for sure um, and what other things is I going to say about that is is don't be afraid to to really get stuck in, you know. Yes. Like I think there isn't enough pussy spreading. I no. need more pussy spreading. Yeah, you 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 know your chin can be going in. You know your chin can be in oh my God, the vulva. That. The nose can be rubbing if we're penetrating with our tongue a little bit. You know, mm. don't be afraid. It's you ain't got to eat politely. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're not sitting with the queen no, <laughs> no. yeah Be it's, a, it's a fucking buffet bitches <laughs> yeah yeah literally like turn turn your head around and yes. make out with it yeah. like it's part of sure. make out with that pussy mm. Mm. someone started sucking on my oh. like outer and inner labia Dreamy. recently and i was like this is some <sighs> Uh, I'd never experienced more of this. I was like, I want this. this. Yeah. More of this. Have the buffet. In between yeah. the clit. Go back to the labia and then go to the yeah. clit. Dreamy. That, Dreamy. Was, that was hot. Delicious. Okay, next mm. question. Yeah. Tips for feeling overly sexualized by men. I'm not just a fetish. Oh, it took a turn on the questions, yo. But yeah. fuck, what a real question. For sure. I mean, I think... Yeah. Not my issue with this question, but I think... The way that we need to think about it is that what men think about us is really none of our fucking business. All all that we can really do and hope for is that you set your boundaries. If you have, you know, cishet men in your life um, and set those fucking boundaries and and maintain them. Um, I think what I hope um, you know, especially with the book and just being out and openly loving my lesbian label is reclaiming it like we have done with the word mm. queer because it has been completely sexualized, yeah. weaponized. And so I think if you are a lesbian and you feel like you can to fucking stand up for the lesbian label and stand up for for us being able to use yeah. that term without being sexualized, without it being weaponized and and not taking, not fucking taking it anymore, you know? Um, mm. 
I think it's not just a lesbian issue. I think it's a, a feminist issue. It's a misogyny issue that it's so much broader than, you know, yeah. um, than, oh, how can us lesbians stop being sexualized by men? It's such a wider problem. And I think yeah. it's imploring our yeah. male friends to have our backs, you know, to, to start calling out that misogynist behavior in any way, shape or form, because it's all minority groups mm. who experience it. Mm. And it's just really pushing yeah. that movement forward. But what I would say is, you know, put, have your boundaries in place. If it's men in your life, that you want in your life other than that what they think is really you know none of our business and you are you, you're you know you're, you're perfect as you are and, and fuck what they think um and, and that's a really simplistic answer but I yeah. think it's a much broader I think it's a much broader no, issue than just yeah it's yeah. objectifying women in general really isn't it and like that's just how it's almost like it's not their fault right so it's, many it's like that's what they've yeah, been think... subjected to in society mm. in porn and it's like um of course it's good yeah setting down those boundaries and being like hey would you mind not sexualizing me it does make me feel super uncomfortable if you want to have a conversation about it where i can explain to you why i feel sexualized i'm open to it but for now like, let's not make a comment about me and my girlfriend. Yeah. 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 I like what you mm -hmm. said about it being men's responsibility, mm. though. Like, calling each other out on this kind of, like, verbal behavior, I think, is extremely important because it is so much more yeah. impactful coming yeah, from another sure. guy yeah, yeah, yeah. than it, it is from it's us. It's like, you know, the minority group shouldn't be responsible for changing the minds of mm -hmm. of people who are homophobic mm, you know it's yes. got to be our straight allies it's got to be you know our, yeah. our male cishet friends who start fuck you it's your fucking turn yeah. do you know what i mean you start doing the work for us because it ain't our responsibility to change your yeah. mind it's also okay 100%. not to fight against it and not to um call it out especially if you don't want to feel uncomfortable there is still so much more there to unpack you know if you feel yeah. confident in doing so and you feel ready in the moment but don't safe but don't beat safe yourself up also. if you can't do it if yeah. you can't make if you can't say it to your dad or your brother or your male friends or um that's also okay because that is the society that we live in and it is scary and it's hard mm. to do so it's yeah. just about doing what you feel yeah. feels comfortable and right for you in that moment yeah and, and i think just being mindful of the you know yeah. situations that you put yourself in um you know if, it, if it's a certain environment that you feel mm. like you are sexualized more then you know don't don't bloody go there you know um which is, I hate saying that. I hate saying, you know, you can't go here, you can't go there. But yeah, I don't want to say, you know, don't do this or don't do that. But I think if in terms of, you know, safeguarding yourself, you're right. You know, that's got to come first. And um... But shit doesn't change unless you taste, yeah. take those risks. And it's so powerful. It is so powerful. Once True. you actually decide to speak up and say something, you never look back. You never regret it. It it gives you back that power that has been taken away from you. Mm. It is it is amazing. But don't don't force yourself if you can't do it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so another one. Top three tips for baby gays. Oh, okay. <laughs> my baby gays. My baby gays. I think you know, and I've mentioned this already. Is just not to put pressure on yourself. You know everybody comes out at a different time experiences feelings in a different way or at a different time in their life and I really think what we were saying about labels before I think is so important you don't have to identify as gay queer bi pan whatever mm. if it feels good and it feels right then great but let's just take the pressure off and just remember that you are perfect as you are you know whatever you're thinking and feeling is is perfect it's how you were born and it's 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 it's, it's not it's not wrong it's not you know it's it's different maybe it's you're unique as you are but you know you can love yourself and and just let go of that pressure that you're putting on yourself because life's already hard enough right so yeah. just kind of trusting your gut and and following your heart and staying true to yourself is the first thing um the second thing is about safeguarding yourself. You know, if if um, if you can come out and you want to come out, then great. But don't feel like you have to. You know, there there is unfortunately a, a one thousand plus percent rise in hate crime within the 
uh, within the queer community in the last 12 months in the UK. It really is. It really is. And, you know, I don't I don't want to be putting a downer on it. I don't want anyone thinking, God, I don't feel safe to come out. Mm -hmm. You know, there are certain situations Surround yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. Find the right Choose friends that support you and love you. Um, and that might just start online to begin with, you know, if it's if it's not anyone in your immediate circle that you can feel safe with to be who you are, then do find that online community because mm-hmm. we are here and we love you and we, you know, we'll champion you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. do, do think about, you know, your safety as well because that's really important. Um, and then... My last piece of advice for baby gays is just to expect the unexpected. <laughs> nice. Because, yeah. you know, we don't know what life is holding for us. We don't know where we're going to end up. We don't know what we're going to do, who we're going to meet. But stay open-minded and stay hopeful and excited about your life. Yeah. Because I think in those first moments those first months years even of being a baby gay and discovering your sexuality it can feel overwhelming it can feel Mm. frightening it can feel confusing lonely also but and lonely exactly but leave a little space for hopefulness and excitedness because oh life can be so full and exciting and and it is out there waiting for you to go and grab it so yeah yeah grab it by the lesbian balls guys <laughs> yeah baby grab it by the labia mm. yeah lips by the, by the external labia we love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's some beautiful advice thank you so much for that there is like one last curious fucker question which i think would be really good is scissoring a myth or a misconception scissoring is just as real as snogging somebody scissoring yeah. is all scissoring is is putting your knees together and going for it right <laughs> it's tripping it's tripping in the same sense of you rubbing your vulva on someone's thigh yeah or mm. you know if you like it you like it mm. and lesbians do it queer people do it you know it's definitely yeah. not a myth um i think it's like that stereotypical um idea of what lesbians do because straight people can't imagine what sex without a penis looks like Uh um you know it's just it's Mm -hmm. it's just unimaginative Mm -hmm. stereotyping of what two women can do in bed um but that doesn't mean that we don't enjoy it because a lot of us do. My (laughs) one of my close friends had her first partnered orgasm through scissoring Oh, wow beautiful. yeah we love so that's, that's kind of olympic behavior <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what are your bodies doing to get there like that's i can't even do that shit with my hand let alone with somebody else's yeah. body i'm very proud of her yeah, that's impressive fuck. and mm. and you know so there you go i feel like you've answered that question better than i have <laughs> <laughs> we love it you yeah. have been so amazing this advice has been so good i'm so excited for the curious fuckers to have like listened to all of this to wrap Absolutely. up this episode we have the fuck off story which is yeah. a sex story that makes people go fuck off no way fuck off <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was trying to decide which sex story to to tell for this. Um and I think I just want to champion sex between women that isn't um particularly monogamous because mm-hmm. I think a lot of uh lesbian women um have this idea that you know you partner up with another woman and you move in very quickly together you become completely inseparable you you haul with that person (laughs) and then you live forever and you accumulate cats and you know there still are forever I love that (laughs) yeah and I think there still aren't enough um stories out there there's not enough representation out there of women particularly queer women who want to have sex and just have a lot of it with a lot of different people Mm -hmm. um so 
I went to an all-female sex party just before the pandemic hit. Amazing. Which, Good which, time which, um, So it's called Skirt Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so Skirt Club, for anybody who doesn't know, is all-female sex parties. I think they happen all around the world. I don't know much. I don't, I'm not a connoisseur on Skirt Club, but I knew of this event. I was invited to go and... So it started with a bit of a burlesque performance, getting people oh. in the mood. I went alone as well. I had a little, wow, a little so brave. drinky. Oh, I know. Brave. I was, you know, yeah. I think um, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone and kind of taking onus over your, yes. you know, it your wants and your desire. You do that a hundred percent. I was terrified. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm a very <laughs> confident person, but I was still nervous. Yeah. Um, but I thought, you know, I wanna I wanna have group sex with other women and I'm fucking going. Um, so we, you know, you kind of all congregate and watch the burlesque show and you know, kind of getting in the mood, meeting people, and then a host takes me by the hand, she takes me uh, to the bedroom, lays me down on the bed with another girl beside me, gorgeous brunette, very fit. Um and she instructs the other guests to take our clothes off, um, you know, slowly, one piece at a time, um, leaving us in our lingerie, and then places some shot glasses on our bodies, starts oh. filling them up, and has people start shotting off of our bodies. Nice. And I think there was just like, I can't tell you, the blur between somebody taking a shot from my belly button to someone's tongue being in my mouth. I don't know where the line, wow. like, I don't know what happened. But all of a sudden, you know, there was sort of 10 of us on the bed, you know, touching, feeling, fucking, this mm. hedonistic, like, just, and the, the feminine energy was just mind-blowing, mind-blowing. That sounds so good. And so, you know, I, and I think, you know, it was an experience, I I would, I I didn't sort of rush again to go, oh God, I want to do that all all of the time, or, you know, every Mm -hmm. weekend, but I'm so glad. It's very overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's it's a lot, it's a Mm -hmm. lot of feelings, a lot of, yeah, you're passing so much energy between so many Mm -hmm. different people. Um. But yeah, I think lesbians do want to just fuck sometimes with lots of other queer people. Um, And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think you're so right. There isn't enough lesbian representation for non-monogamy and polyamory. You know, we see it a lot in the straight community. We see it a lot in the male, male, gay community, but not Mm. enough in the lesbian community. And it's just, we're all, we're all... We're all fighting for the same thing. We're all fighting for like free love. It sounds so 60s, but just like loving each other and enjoying each other's bodies yeah. and appreciating that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a really, really very And good having point. like a high sex drive is such a normal thing for women as well. In fact, yes. I feel like more Whew. of my female friends have a higher sex drive than my male friends. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I would like, second that. There's, I think it's really important to just like normalize like you don't have to stay even if you are monogamous like most of the time there's always like the ability to go to sex parties and experience some type yeah. of other kind of sexual experience as well agreed with, with, I with think, your partner yeah i think samantha from sex in the city said it best when she said that she's a trisexual she'll try anything once <laughs> that I that love, has been yeah. my life motto you know yes. i i am yeah. a, a monogamous person I do, you know, I love having sex with my partner, but I'm so glad that I went out there and tried a bit of everything because it doesn't, you know, as long as you're safe, it doesn't hurt you. I think it's only helps you to understand yourself and, and, um, and yeah, get to a point of real self-confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. That's such a beautiful note to end on this has been really such is. an incredible podcast you've given such amazing advice and not so just for anyone who wants to look into their sexuality or feeling like they're more lesbian or bi or pan I think this is such great advice for everyone of all genders and sexualities like everyone mm. can live their life by this so thank you so much Helen for coming on the podcast um, thanks for having me and holding space yeah. for these conversations which are just so needed so thank you yes 
yeah. very needed. This was something that we haven't spoken enough about on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it's just been so fantastic. I, yeah, yeah, it's just been a breath of fucking fresh air. And you are such a gem of like energy that we really yes, needed. Yes, thank, so thank you. I feel so good. Who? What is this sickness that I have? It's bullshit. <laughs> I'm, I'm cured, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Big big lesbian energy. Yes, yes, I feel it. I feel it in my loins. Before you go, Helen, please tell our curious fuckers where they can find you and how they can get your book. Okay, so I'm Helen Scott UK on all socials, across all socials, and you can get my book pretty much anywhere. So Amazon and Waterstones are stocking it, but what I would love is for you to support like an independent queer bookshop. There are lots of them around the country who are stocking the book, and I would love to put it into queer people's pockets. Um, So the money into queer people's pockets, I mean, let's, you know, support our queer community. Um, So yeah, there's there's some links on my bio across socials uh, for different queer literary shops and and enjoy it. And once you've finished it, pass it on to somebody else who you think would benefit from it. Yeah, that's such a cute idea. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it far and wide and remember to leave a rating and a review so that we can get this podcast into more people's ears yes of course if you want to keep up to date with what we're doing with come curious please follow our instagram account at come curious as well as our personal accounts read amber x and florence bark and also our only fans if you want to see us doing sex stuff And until next week, see you next Thursday, Curious Fuckers. See you next Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye.